When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1587, How Goals and Intentions Help with Grief, part one, by Reed Peterson of griefrefuge.com. Hello, everybody. I am your host and narrator, Greg Audino, here with you as always to read from some of the very best content on the web that talks about relationships and relationship building. Now, if you've been here for a while, you know that we like to make space for all facets of relationships. That includes the grief that comes when they end. We have some authors who write about grief in particular, one of which is Reed Peterson, whose work we will be featuring today, as we share this longer post from him that we will start today, but actually wrap up tomorrow. There's a lot to get through, so let's dive right in and start optimizing your life. How Goals and Intentions Help with Grief, Part 1, by Reed Peterson of griefrefuge.com. Most of the time in life, as well as in the act of doing and growing, it's helpful to have goals. Goals that help you track where you want to go and how you want to grow. Goals that are even called SMART goals, which is an acronym that stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, and Time-Bound. Some people who coach others through grief may try to set goals, whether they are simple goals to make it through the day or SMART goals to help people recognize their obstacles, benchmarks, and track progress to see how far they've come along. There's nothing wrong with trying something like that, but many people impacted by grief say that SMART goals don't work so well. They feel so much pressure to move on too quickly. They also feel like their emotions are time-stamped, and after six months or so, they're in the wrong if they continue to feel sadness, depression, or despair. Have you set goals throughout your grief process? If your answer is no, please don't worry about any thought that you need to, or that you would be better off having goals to get through grief. If your answer is yes, what comes up for you in the efforts to attain success in meeting your goal? Does it feel comforting or supportive? Does it feel authentic or helpful? Grief is an all-encompassing experience, and if you set goals but don't achieve them, how will you treat yourself? Will you get down on yourself and add more hardship to your already difficult loss-related thoughts and feelings? Or will you let yourself off the hook, reevaluate, and set a new or simpler goal? Your answers to these questions will help you determine if setting goals in your grief is a good idea or not. Most people that are grieving really want to keep things simple. The thought of setting goals might feel daunting or overwhelming. Trust yourself in determining if grief-related goals are a good thing for you or not. Trust your heart and trust your soul in making such a decision. Your grief process is unique, and the last thing you want to do is put more pressure on yourself, feel overwhelmed, and then feel stuck in your grief. 
Hopefully by now, you have some clarity about where you stand with setting goals in grief. If you're looking to set some grief-related goals, the next section provides three tips. Goals in general imply that there's an end in sight. In grief, the end is commonly thought of as getting through it or moving on. Another common goal in grief is to simply feel better. If grief and feeling better had a linear progression throughout the process, it would be much easier to achieve goals such as these. Unfortunately, grief doesn't work that way. Nobody can progress through grief in a linear way. But if you feel lost and you need some goals to get you on track, there are a few things that you can focus on to help manage grief and live more harmoniously between the pain of grief and everyday experiences in moving forward. Grief goal number one, create a sanctuary. When you're grieving, a special place within your surroundings can be used to help process grief. This place can be an area within a room of your home, the whole room itself, the place outside, inside your car, or somewhere within your community, or even at a landmark that's far away. You don't want it too far away from you, though. It needs to be close enough so that you can make time to go there. Ideally, you'll benefit from spending time there frequently when your grief is really raw. As you process your grief and it begins to soften a bit, you'll likely not need to spend as much time there. At the sanctuary, how you decorate it is up to you. Depending on where you are, you can set up objects that remind you of your special loved one and help you feel through the emotions that come up. The point of creating a sanctuary is to spend time there, mourn your loss, and also establish some boundaries so that your mind can start adapting to life moving forward outside of the sanctuary. Essentially, you're dosing your grief. It's a focused time to grieve and mourn. It's also limited. You can set a time limit for how long you want to spend in your sanctuary each day. There's a book titled Honoring Grief, Creating a Space to Let Yourself Heal that lists in detailed fashion how to create a sanctuary for your grief and healing. Within that sanctuary, there is sacred time to process grief. Outside of the sanctuary, life can continue. You can compartmentalize, and you don't have to suppress or ignore any waves of grief that hit you outside of the sanctuary. You can take a mental note to return to it at another time, or you can take a brief moment to let yourself feel what comes up. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled, How Goals and Intentions Help with Grief by Reed Peterson of GriefRefuge.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. And thanks a lot to Reed for this first part of the post, and with a lot more great content to come tomorrow in the rest. I really enjoy how gentle, how gentle Reed is when offering up the idea of goals when it comes to grief recovery. He really handled that beautifully as he invited us to reflect on not only the importance of goals, but also whether or not they're good for us in our time of grieving. Really, all of his content meets readers or listeners with the same sense of consideration, which is why we love having him as a contributing author here. And mind you, when we're talking about goals in grief, they don't have to be related to overcoming pain directly. They can be more about physical actions that help you get things back on track behaviorally. The goal of 
putting together a sanctuary is really great because it's, you know, it's, it's more physical effort than feeling. The objective is about having that space and spending time there. It's not necessarily based in how you feel, which is the last thing we want to put restrictions on at any time, certainly while grieving. So that's a great first goal. And you might consider others like it that are just about returning to your routine, even if it doesn't feel like it. And surely we will hear more ideas from Reed tomorrow, so don't miss out on the continuation of this post then. But for now, that's all I've got for you. So thanks for tuning in today, everyone. And once more, I will see you tomorrow for the remainder of this article. That's where your optimal life awaits.